Yo, what is up, you guys? Um, today's gonna be a little bit more of a somber topic, and what I wanted to touch on today is uh, grief. Um, you know, the sadness that comes after uh, someone passing away, a major event. I didn't want to just say grief because I am a gamer, and griefing is when you're a nuisance on a public server. That's not what we're talking about today, although I could talk to TJ about that because that's what we used to do on Division and Division 2, or at least me for sure, him not as much, but I wanted to talk about grief and sadness. <sighs> Recently, well, it's been a little while because I've been busy, but the last time I went to my therapist, we talked about grief. And no time in my life was I able to embrace grief, uh, necessarily even in a childlike or a mature way. Um, now, I was supposed to do this podcast last week. I just didn't have the time for it in between uh, the pay-per-view and preparing for my run. I just couldn't find the time to do both of those. And I like, you know, UFC is a little bit better and easier topic to talk about uh, other than grief, right? I'm not very good at um, expressing it because for me, it's kind of crippling. But me talking about it and me talking to my therapist about it, I think I, I'm mentally getting better at thinking through what grief is, what grief means, how can I manage it better. Obviously, time somewhat heals all wounds, but the worst thing that's ever happened to you is the worst thing that ever happened to you, and it's always going to be that way, no matter how minor or how major someone else on the outside thinks your grief is. So I've always been interested in my genealogy, not necessarily a 21 and me or an ancestry, but I just want to know what my real last name is, right? I want to know where it, the lineage started. And what I mean by that is obviously I'm black and Korean with the last name Roberts. Now, that is a fairly common last name in general, but Obviously, for black people to have come here, uh, they came here as initially slaves. So, my, I guess the the true lifetime goal I have is to try to at least find out what my real last name is or go as far back as I can to see where it started. Whether they adopted a last name, found a last name... Or they didn't have a last name and they just, you know, went to the courthouse was like, all right, my last name is Roberts. That's the last person I remember or knew prior to gaining freedom or what have you. Obviously, I don't know how it happened because I haven't gone back that far. I've done some pretty good research, um, but it led me to this. And I'm not showing anything. I just said this. Uh my grandfather died about two weeks before my little brother was born. So only my dad got to go to his funeral. I wouldn't have understood the funeral anyways. I was only nine. 
And at that point in my head, no one of any significance in my life has either passed away or I even knew what, I guess I had dogs die, but that wasn't as big then because those dogs that I knew passed away were already kind of old. I I just knew that when when dogs get old, sometimes they go away. So that was my um, firsthand experience at death. Uh, but when my grandfather passed away, I didn't understand what that meant. Did that mean like he's gone? Is he still there? And he, but he just can't move. And I found out that you know he had died. He had died from a stroke, uh, and he had no chance. Uh, the story that's been explained to me, he was in his rocking chair like he always does, and then uh, he fall. He he's old, so he often well, I guess not that old. He was only sixty three, but you know he was he's retired from regular work. He was only doing like work around the house and small odd jobs here or there, but he wasn't uh, hitting the hitting the pavement at five a.m. You know, nine to five, five to five, whatever um, his job was. I never knew what his final work was, but he would just you know, and I was there with him um, before we would sit on the rocking chairs and just rock. It was so peaceful. There's no concrete roads they're kind of out in the middle of the country you could just hear the cicadas bugs frogs foxes you know stuff rustling animals and we would just sit on the the porch they had a screened in porch and he would just sit in that rocking chair for hours and hours and be asleep and no one would bother him until you know it was lunchtime but that day he was rocking and rocking and seemed like he fell asleep. Uh, one of my aunts said he heard him, she heard him uh, fall out of his chair and he really didn't get up and, and couldn't answer. And he was pronounced deceased before they even really made it to the hospital. They tried when he got there, but it was unfortunately too late. The blood clot had got to his heart he had a stroke and he passed away and to this day it makes me sad that was in 1999 to this day I am not fully okay with him being gone you know as as I'm I'm trying to fight back tears and you can hear probably a quiver in my voice he was the only person that didn't need anything from me he talked to me with the nonsense of a six and seven year old and just wanted me to be a kid I have some pictures um, of me and him, <laughs> one on a, a riding lawnmower, it was riding through the neighborhood, I'm picking up pine cones, um, and I also learned how to process a chicken, it's pretty, uh, pretty funny, 
<laughs> to see that whole thing. And I'm not going to, I'll spare you the details, but I saw it the old fashioned way. Just so uh, any Southern folks listening, you probably know what that means. But as I said, through my research, I stumbled across, I have their, um, I have the newspaper clipping of the obituary and I have his, uh, the programs from my grandfather and grandmother's funerals, but I had never seen their gravestones till last night. And that brought back the feeling I had when I was nine. And I was just, you know, casually looking. I, you know, I was looking at the obituary because I'm, I'm still trying to kind of find his parents. And I know my mom said when he met, when she met my grandmother's mother, she still had um, slave branding on her. Uh, it looked like a very bad tattoo of just numbers and she remembers asking her about it and she's like yeah that was my my number to to check in so I could get a meal and I don't know how accurate that is my mom said that's all she remembers she remembers explaining the whole process but it seemed like just like any job just you know you know <laughs> dependent on race at least back then uh But I never got to process that, you know. My little brother was born. Again, my dad, phenomenal father in terms of providing and not asking for a day off and not being selfish one bit other than he didn't really raise us hands-on. I didn't get the chance to process that. I didn't get to say goodbye. I still haven't seen him or the sight. I think the last time I physically saw my grandpa person to person was even before I started school, so maybe five years old. So since 1995, I haven't seen and since his passing, I haven't been to the site of where he's buried. I have sent flowers. Um, I know I sent a big bouquet of flowers um, when my grandmother passed away. But even, was it 2023? In 29, or 1995 to 2023? It's almost been 30 years. It's weird to say. Since I had anything to do with one of the most important people in my life. And as I sit here and think about it, I never really got to deal with any of the grief that I've had in my life. 
Um, and part of it is me, you know, my reluctance to seek help. But I had a lot of hard times where I couldn't even afford to eat. So my mental health wasn't my highest priority if I couldn't at least eat one meal a day. And as soon as I could get that consistently rolling, obviously you want to try to get two meals a day and then ultimately three meals a day. And then maybe you can move on to snacks. But once you get to two or three meals a day, then you start looking at other things like, where can I improve? What do what do I have enough money for? What do I have enough time for? And unfortunately, I really haven't had... <laughs> I've been in the workforce since, what, 2007. And this is the first time I've been able to afford to be able to do anything And I am not a flashy person. I'm really frugal, but, you know, life happens. Life doesn't care. Life just does what it does. And then you got to deal with the consequences or the results. So I just kind of live with those feelings bottled up. And sometimes I can feel it coming. But last night when I saw their gravestones, man, I lost it. (laughs) I was probably useless for about 45 minutes. I didn't even know what time it was. And then when I got up from the floor, from just sitting in the laundry room floor, I was was working on my plants um, and my makeshift greenhouse on the inside I just sat on the floor I couldn't move I couldn't speak I couldn't look away I was just looking at my grandfather and grandmother's headstones and Even though I was only five, like all those memories just rushed back to my head. And you know, it's it's real hard, especially as a man, to want to understand why you feel that way, what's going on. Especially when I didn't really have the best, you know, teacher... Or example of how to process that. You know, to this day, um, I don't think my dad has said anything about it. He's like, man, yeah, you know, those things can happen. (laughs) And in all honesty, it does. You know, we're all going to die someday. And none of us know what's going to happen. Some of us have an idea. I just you know, I just want to do good enough to go to a good place if that's where we go afterwards, after we're done here. And you could probably try to convince me of all the, every spiritual thing and every blah, blah, blah. But I can only take care of what's here. I can't really worry about what's after I'm done because I still, as short of a time it is in history, I have a long time as a person to go. <sighs> but 
But when that, when I saw that picture and I was sitting on the floor and those feelings came back, it paralyzed me almost. But then I was starting to think through it and I was like, wow, I'm still, he still means something to me. And sorry, guys, <laughs> I don't want to cry and talk. I just want to get through it and hope hope to help you. Um, and I really want to maybe I could try to figure out how to attach this to the podcast so my therapist gave me a, a a sheet of or she gives me homework every time I leave and this one was a goodbye letter and I have about five or six goodbye letters I want to write to people that I never got to complete their life with I didn't get to say goodbye it's not because it's sudden it's just because I couldn't but I wrote this letter to my grandfather because I loved him it goes so the let me just read the template. The template just says goodbye letter and it has two. It says, I am saying goodbye because saying goodbye makes me feel. I remember a time when we, you taught me something I want you to know and I will always remember. So I wrote this down. Just because reading it out loud helps me humanize it, you know. I learned, or I didn't learn, I knew this, but I have a better process of... I really didn't learn how to be empathetic or have feelings as, like, an emotion. I kind of I learned how to use them as tools, and... That's not necessarily how an emotional person views emotions, but sometimes when I when I'm either really happy or really sad, it just comes out. Like there's no governor. It's just like like I said, when I saw the picture of my grandparents' gravestones, it was immediate crying. I didn't like I didn't feel it coming. I didn't have time to prepare like I would always do when coming up on something difficult. It just kind of hits me. And and then I try to morph that feeling into some sort of rational thought. And that's what this goodbye letter turned into. And it made me happy. Because, you know. So if he is looking down at me from heaven. Or if he is a ghost and he's, you know, watching over my life as an angel or an entity. I know he's 
probably proud of the man I've become. And I wanted to read the letter to you and then we'll wrap it up. To Grandpa James. I am saying goodbye. Because I need to let you rest. You can't run in my thoughts all the time. I miss you so much. But I know you're being the great man that you've always been to me. Saying goodbye makes me feel like a child again. When we would sit in the rocking chair and you'd see the dragonflies fly by and you had to smack them because I was so scared of them. (laughs) And I was sitting in your lap. I remember a time where we walked down the road and you picked up a pine cone And he told me these came from trees. So I thought they were like an apple. And I tried to bite it. I learned that day you don't eat pine cones. (laughs) You taught me. That kindness. Can exist. Even when. Your environment is negative. You never raised your voice. You never said anything mean. You were always so kind. Something I want you to know is... I love you. I don't know if I ever said that. I was five. I can tell you that I didn't know what love was then. But I really do know what it is now. And I'll always remember, no matter what was going on, you made time for me. You spoke to me on the phone. Grandma might have been yelling at my dad. But you always made everything feel alright. From your grandson. And like I said, I have like five or six more of these to write. But if you have grief, reach out to somebody. Don't be like me and bottle it up. And sure, I got through it. I've gotten through all of it. And I wouldn't say it made me better or worse. But it it's a good feeling to have somebody to talk to about it. Like I'm glad to talk to you guys about it. All right. So let's stop being so sad (laughs) 
and preview what's coming up next. Um, we're going to go from very sad to very happy because uh, this weekend, UFC 286, Leon Edwards, Kamaru Usman, Justin Gagey, Javier Fazeev, Gunnar Nelson, Brian Barberina, Jennifer Maya, Casey O'Neill, Marvin Vittori, and Roman Dolades all headline a spectacular card that I can't watch in London, the O2 Arena. And I do want to speak about um, last week's card, which headlined with Peter Yan and Marab Dwazfili. Uh Great fight. Um, it was a pretty decent card, too, for... Your mid-tier fans. But I will talk about that at a later date. When today is Tuesday. I'm going to try to record that tomorrow. I got to do a real little research tonight. That'll be fun because this is a fun matchup. Um, but until then, you guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, really helps. And some and don't even think that you have to talk to me or don't even think you have to say something to anyone. Um go find a therapy outlet that you can speak to. I'm not one. I'll always listen, but I'm not a professional. Go find a professional and you know, you never know what you can unlock in your brain um after speaking about it. I know it helped me, and I thought I had an iron mind, but now it's being fortified even more, being able to trust my thought and process. So until then, you guys, Uncle Phil is out. Peace.